My friend, we cannot keep this a secret any longer. Let us punish the guilty. Let us reward the innocent. My friend, can your heart stand the shocking facts about... Why Bloody Valentine? I'm Rich, and I'm here with Carolyn. Hi. And we just watched Willie's Wonderland. And holy fuck, what did we just watch? It was horrible. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Opposite. No. Of that. We'll, we'll we'll give our opinions on. Should have been a silent film. It, <laughs> for one man, for one legend, it was indeed a silent film. He grunted a couple times. He like pointed. He, he had a few lines. <sighs> like that star making performance right so how are you doing tonight fun why'd you ask me that i don't know seeing if you're in a good mood irritated happy i don't know you're always irritating me otherwise happy all right then <clears throat> should be said that this is filmed before a live studio audience like all in the family and the jeffersons tonight. <laughs> so if you hear shit in the background that's why he giggles or snorts. So I guess we'll get into the cast. Wait, For- should wait, should I make like signs, like a applause? No. No, no, no. How's she gonna know? Because I feel like you would be biased with your applause and laugh signs and it'd only be for you. Well yeah, I'm the funny one. <laughs> I strongly disagree that you're the funny one. That's why everybody listens for me. Can we talk about the cast, please? Yeah. I'll take a nap. First up is Nick Cage. Nick Cage plays the janitor. He is credited as the janitor. You never learn this man's name. name or hear his voice. In the movie, Deadass the Janitor. You hear him go, <clears throat> a couple times. Ugh! When he's, like, fighting and shit. <laughs> That's a pretty good, like, Nick Cage impression. Like. Yeah. Like, that actually sounded like how Nick Cage would say that. And I don't know if I could do it again. (laughs) Okay. So we love Nick Cage in this home. Face Off, Gone in 60 Seconds, Deadfall, Vampire's Kiss, City of Angels, Con Air, The Rock, Leaving Las Vegas, possibly his best movie, Raising Arizona. And he's just in a million fucking awesome movies. I forgot about City of Angels. That was with the Goo Goo Doll song. I'd give up forever yeah, to touch it. you. Hey, stop. No. Why can't I sing? You're done. And I don't stop! want the world to see me. That's why I do a fucking podcast. Because people can't see me. Fucking solid. All right, right off the top that. of my head. Jesus. Genius. Yeah. Your time is up. Next up, we have a limit. Oh, let me. Next up, we have Emily Tosta as Liv. She is probably best known for this movie or the Sons of Anarchy spinoff Mayans MC, which there isn't a fucking chance in hell I would ever watch after how shitty Sons of Anarchy was. Yeah. Mm-mm. Shitty, shitty, shitty. Once they went to Ireland and everything turned blue, the show fucking sucked. And I will die on that hill that that show was garbage after 
they went to Ireland yeah. where everything was blue. Why everything was blue? Why was everything blue? I don't know. It was like in a fucking silent movie where it's blue or like orange. I don't know. To tell you if it's daytime or nighttime. They did it with Sons of Anarchy. and They killed absolutely everyone. If it's blue, it's Ireland. If it's bright, it's America. That is so fucking weird. I don't like it. Sheriff Lund is played by Beth Grant. She's been in some good movies like Child's Play 2, No Country for Old Men, Donnie Darko, The Rookie, and Tu Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar. Which I think you'd dig that movie. It's about drag queens. I think you'd like it. Okay. She was also in a movie called Heartland, which I think would be very appealing to you. I, I watched the sick. show Heartland. I know you watched the show Heartland. When I saw she was in it, I was like, oh, is that that fucking show Carolyn watches? It is not. It is a movie, and there's gay stuff in it. So right <laughs> well, I'm on fucking, board then, I guess. Yeah, right up your fucking alley. Full of gay stuff. Lastly, 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 we've got to include Grant Kramer as Jerry Robert Willis, the man who possessed Willie. He's barely in the movie, but I'd be remiss to not mention a man that was in a movie we covered, especially the first movie we covered, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. This guy played the leading man, Mike Tobacco. And there is, we were just talking about this before the podcast, because all I talk about is horror stuff. There is like a fucking resurgence of Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Um, you're getting like a show, you're getting a video game, Universal Horror Nights, there's going to be a full-on Killer Clowns from Outer Space haunted house and, like, restaurant, barbecue restaurant. I am looking at flights right now. They are expensive. Send me money on Venmo <laughs> so I can go. Because I'd like to go. Carolyn? Send him money on Venmo so he can go because I'd like for him to go. Carolyn don't want to go. She's not into that shit. No. So if you're... Some sort of cougar woman. <laughs> like, you're like 55. You're looking for somebody 20 years-ish younger than you, and you'd like to pay for all this. We can come to an arrangement. Oh, my God. Sex is on the table. <laughs> Just saying. On the airplane, even, depending on the time of the flight. Whatever. Hey, you can't get on the... The, the What's it called? The Mile High the Mile Club? Mile High Club without me. Why? Before me. Well, before you, here we fucking Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, now it's a challenge. What the fuck? On to the movie. The first wild thing... Now I'm looking up flights. The first wild thing is Screen Media distributed this movie. Screen Media is owned by Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment. So... The the chicken like soup Christian for the books? Te- the chicken soup for the teenage soul people distributed this movie. Like this, the, those Christian books. Yeah, like, chicken soup for the teenage soul. Ch- chicken soup for the fucking housewife, housewife. soul. <laughs> How are we gonna say the exact same thing? Is that even a real one? I think so. Chicken soup for the homeless cats. Fucking hobo <laughs> bindle home soul. You know. How did they put this fucking movie out? This is like when Disney put out the Great Malenko by Insane Clown Posse, and people were so mad. That they had to pull the album out of the stores and then fire Insane Clown Posse. Mind-blowing shit. We start off with a commercial of the animatronics interspersed with a panicked couple. The woman covered in blood fleeing something. The dude is dragged away by an invisible force. I'm assuming it was that one with the tongue, since you didn't see it. It wrapped its tongue around his legs. Fucking 
Oh, yeah. Yanked him back. It looked invisible, though. Like, you didn't know what was going on. There's a child, a scream, and blood. I didn't think everybody died here. I marked two, the parents. I didn't mark the child because she seemed like she might have hid. And with that, we'll get into some numbers. I have 18 deaths. A lot of them are like flashbacks and shit, though. But they still died in the movie, so you count. Yes. I didn't count any of the animatronic deaths. But there were eight of them. Yes. I actually should have counted the suicides, but I did not. Hmm. That was a mistake on my part. There were no boobs, and I was devastated because the freaking girl that would have showed her boobs in this movie looks like she has top-tier boobs. So I was like, fuck. I mean, there was a sex scene. Right. Just they didn't get naked. They were just completely clothed, like normal people have sex. Well, teenagers. They kind of do. I, I guess. I was a teenager. I like to see boobs during sex even then. I mean, they do it in public so much, they just keep most of their clothes on. Yeah, I guess. 89 minutes, rated R, released in 2021. There were jump scares, but they didn't get any of us. It's because it wasn't scary. It very much was not scary. Cut to some badass in a badass Camaro SS driving like a fucking badass. He drives over some spikes. He blows his badass tires out. He needs all four of them. And throws them in his badass trunk and drinks what I think is grape soda in an extremely badass way. Mm-hmm. It's some kind of soda well yeah it says pop it says, and it's it, purple well it says punch too the brand name is punch punch pop pop is because it's soda punch leads me to believe it's like a fruit punch soda but it's in a purple can and you cannot put anything but grape soda in a purple can yeah i'm sure that's what it that was. that is devastating if you do that i don't like it nick cage looks like he drinks copious soda. amounts of grape soda yeah that'd be the only thing i dislike about nick cage because people that Drink grape soda are fucking menaces. It tastes like purple. They're mon- Yeah, it tastes like purple. They're fucking monsters. I don't like it. The badass is Nick Cage, in case you were wondering. Or as we'll call him. Well, we'll call him Nick Cage. Because I refuse to. to call him the janitor this whole he fucking He has no movie. name. Yeah. And you can't call him Nicholas. He's Nick. Why? Because he's Nick. That's what he goes by. Nick Cage. Not Nicholas Cage. He's Nick Cage. The goddamn nephew of legendary... Film director Francis Ford Coppola, Nick Cage. Nicholas Coppola is his real name. He goes by Nick Cage. Okay. Because he's he's a man. He doesn't want to go by his famous last name. All right. Forging his own path, just like this character does. Now Nick is riding with a very talkative tow truck. Jesus Christ, I can't talk. You're the one stage fright. Now Nick is riding with a very talkative tow truck. Say talkative tow truck. I can't say. Talkative tow touch? No, talkative tow truck driver. Talkative tow truck driver. That's hard. I said it first try. You slowed it down. Talkative tow truck. See, it's exactly how I fucked it up. Talkative tow truck. Tow truck. Nick Cage is riding with a very talkative tow truck driver. I think we should mention here, Nick Cage is not a talker in this movie. He's much more of a leerer. He'll give you a good leer. Take off his sunglasses and give you a leer. In the most badass way possible. Nick Cage and me have a similar hairline. I could pull off his hairstyle in this movie, I think. Do you think if I, like, slick my hair back, it would look good? Sure. That's a no. Okay. Now we cut to a girl trying to burn down Willie's. She is quickly arrested. This is Liv. For some reason, her and Nick have an intense stare down. 
And I didn't know why. I'm like, are they into each other? It's because she knows they're going to kill this motherfucker. Mm -hmm. He doesn't know that. He just knows he stares at everyone Mm -hmm. because he's he's a leerer. If he was a jet, he'd be a Learjet. Liv is arrested by seemingly her mom or something. She's handcuffed to a radiator in a trailer, given chips, and a pot to piss in. I guess it's better than jail, but jail probably would have been the better option. Nick is taken to the garage where he notices a ton of missing person posters. This guy collects them. It's going to cost about $1,000 to fix the car. Cash only. In advance. No ATMs work in this town because there is no internet. What if he had $1,000? What's the play then? What if he did have $1,000 worth of cash in his wallet? I don't know. They'd have been like, oh, well, it's going to take two fucking days to get the parts in or something like that, I'd imagine. We can sleep at fucking Willy's Wonderland. That's what I imagine. That's where they're going to put him up to sleep. If he has $1,000 in his wallet, I'm sure he could afford a hotel. Well, I don't know if there was a hotel in this podunk little fucking town where the internet doesn't work. Although the internet probably works. Thankfully, this man is willing to make a deal. Nick is willing to work it off. The job? He is going to clean Willie's Wonderland for a man named Tex. I only know one man named Tex. You're dead. What? You're dead. Yes. I was like, why am I done? <laughs> You're dead. Not, I did not name him that. <laughs> But Tex is dressed exactly like you would imagine a guy named Tex to be dressed, other than my dad. My dad dresses like he's from here. Why do they call him that, then? Tex? Because he was an army brat. So they moved from North Carolina to here, because he was born in, like, Fayetteville or something, to here, to Texas. So he spent, like, his childhood between Texas and Philly. So he had this weird Texas Philly accent, which is probably why he says shit like theater and drives me up a fucking wall with it. So one of his teachers nicknamed him Tex when he came back. And then this same teacher I had tried to fucking nickname me Tex. (laughs) Yeah, didn't stick. Did not stick. How fucking dare you? R.I.P. I'm not going to say his name. Did I say Tex is dressed exactly like a guy named Tex would be dressed? Yeah. Well, he is. Nick is in. Tex is going to show him around a bit. We are introduced to all the animatronics and given a brief history of the place. Basically, it's a liability nightmare, according to this guy. Shut down because kids got hurt climbing all over the animatronics. Typical in this fucking litigious society we live in. Can't have shit in Detroit. Nope. Or this town. Tex gives him a good luck before locking his ass in there. That's always a great sign when they're like, hey... Will you clean for me? And you're like, yeah. And they're like, good luck. I'm fucking chaining you in the building. And he made sure to tell him to take breaks. Yes. Which <laughs> Nick Cage took very seriously. Yes. He very he, he very much paced himself like he was suggested. Back to the trailer where five of Liv's friends have shown up to free her. An unnamed girl frees her with a bobby pin. This is the girl that doesn't show her boobs during sex. Her name's Kathy. They never say her name in the movie, but in the credits it says Kathy. Picking locks seems to be a theme in the, this batch of Why Bloody Valentine movies. This is the second one in a row where someone's picked a fucking lock with a bobby pin. Weren't you just picking locks at work? I just day? picked a lock at work with a paperclip. Two of them to be exact. Nothing nothing mischievous. My my boss locked his um his elastic workout band in his drawer by accident and we really needed to get it out. You really needed to get that out? He really needed it and he's my boss so I had to get it out of his drawer. That's that's where juvenile delinquency comes in handy, though. You know how big locks. Yeah. 
if you had sketchy teenage years like me, some of that information stays with you and helps you throughout life. You're a teenage dirtbag. Yes, I was. You can see that on TikTok too, WBB Rich on TikTok. They're off to Willie's. Nick Cage already cleaning up. He even put on the shirt. Like the Willie's Wonderland shirt that the guy gave him because he's on staff. He takes this job very seriously. I can respect a man doing the best they can do, no matter how menial the task may seem. This is a good working class boy. The animatronics moving around a little bit. Letting out some squeaks. This is a pretty fucking Herculean task, though. What he's tasked to do overnight. He should think something's up just because of that. The kitchen alone is a fucking mess that would take longer than a night to clean. Thankfully for him, he's got a few cans of punch to satiate his thirst. I ain't even sure that shit has caffeine in it. It doesn't matter. Every 30 minutes, he's going to drink one. Yes. Yes, he is. And in this movie, that means every 10 minutes, he's going to drink one. And in the kitchen, he found a very sexy pinball machine that I would like to play. Pinball machines are sexy? I fucking love pinball machines. You play them with your body. Oh, God. It's like a dance. You know how to dance? I know how to play pinball. So, I know how to dance. I will fucking dance with you like I play pinball. I don't want I'll you to. I'll knee in the fucking pelvis. Please don't. I'll shake you back and forth a little bit. I'll no. fucking do this <laughs> to your hips. I was doing the flipper thing to your hips. For all you people that can't see it. I am a huge fan of pinball and dancing in a pinball style. You'll, you'll, we'll, you'll try. You'll, no. you, might, you might like it. It's very sensual. <laughs> Pinball's a sensual game. It's not for dorks and geeks. It's for sex machines. Literally. It's a sex <laughs> it's a, it machine. Is, it is a sex machine. It's just an extension of your dick. Big, huge... Flipper dick? Yeah. <laughs> Whacking it back and forth. Smacking the balls around. All right. On to the movie, not my sexual fantasies. Now one of the animatronics animatronics is moving for sure. They don't really call them animatronics in this movie, but this is such a ripoff of Five Nights at Freddy's. I can't not call them that. Mm -hmm. The thing sneaks right up behind him, threatens to feast on his face, and makes Nick bleed his own blood. Mm -hmm. This enrages Nick. He breaks his broom in half, beats the bird to death, and rips out its spine like fucking Mortal Kombat. And there's like oil? Yeah, oil blood, yeah. Oil blood coming I out I think of it. it's kind of supposed to be, since these things, and this we'll talk about later, are they're possessed by the souls of the people that work there, the murderers that work there. So I think it's like black blood. Like, you know, and also oil because they were machines. Yeah, but I think it's like a mixture of that shit. And then he takes a piece of duct tape and puts it over his cut on his face like yeah. Nelly. Yeah. That thing hit him in the face and he goes, oh! <laughs> <laughs> you fucking... Puts the duct tape right on his face. Then we go back to the police station. The sheriff has called in the state police for backup. The plan is to pray the phone doesn't ring. So the whole fucking town knows what's up. Mm -hmm. They know. This is like a weird cult type But this thing. guy doesn't because he's an outsider. And he's a fucking idiot too also. But yeah, his idiocy isn't why he doesn't know. It's the fact that he's an outsider. So I don't even know why you'd bring him in. Just in case. Just for backup. In, I guess. Again, to his credit... Cage is on the ball. He is taking his breaks, pacing himself, a model employee. He killed that animatronic. Notice the door was locked. 
went right back to work. He's like, oh, fuck, I'm locked in here. He went right back to work. Because mm-hmm. he has a job to do. He's in the bathroom now. Again, this is more than a one-night job. The graffiti removal alone in the bathroom would take more than a night. And who the fuck went in there and graffitied it when the whole entire town knows those goddamn things will kill you? Yeah. Crazy people go in there to graffiti it. He's doing a really good job cleaning, though. Yeah, he's very meticulous. Until, until he started cleaning the urinal. That, I was, that was gross. Sticking his hand right in there. Yeah. Well, honestly, how dirty can it be? The place has been closed for years. Any, it was gross. Any pee-pee's gone. But he's interrupted by the animatronics singing the birthday song. He unplugged them, though, because you can't work with that shit going on. He returns to the bathroom to find It's Your Birthday in Blood on the mirror that he just cleaned, which would be enough to drive me to fucking murder an animatronic, even if it wasn't trying to murder me. But there is another animatronic trying to murder him. It's that fucking gorilla. Mm-hmm. It threatens to... Eat his eyes and feast on his soul. So they're very into eating souls. He fist fights this motherfucker for a little bit. Like He beats almost all of them with yeah, his he, bare he hands. He kind of just beats the shit out of them. Yeah. Like, like, he doesn't do any... Well, he does crazy stuff because fist fighting possessed animatronics is inherently crazy. Yeah. But yeah, he kind of just fucking... He just kind of beats him but up. But that blood oil got absolutely everywhere and the bathroom was completely destroyed again. Yeah, well, he fucking plungers his face and throws yeah, him around by the face the with plunger. the fucking plunger. <laughs> and then he puts that goddamn gorilla's face on the urinal and curb stomps it like fucking American History X. Uh-huh. And there is oil blood everywhere. Mm-hmm. The, the bathroom is arguably way more messy than before he cleaned it. It was so graphic on the animatronic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they didn't they didn't pull any punches on the gore when it came to these fucking robots. Mm-hmm. Nick is such a badass though he keeps mending his wounds with duct tape. He has the um the white trash Nelly thing going on on his face. Mm-hmm. And, and that, then it must have like got his ribs or something. Yeah, cuz he wraps his entire fucking torso in it. Which that I hope gonna he hurt so I bad. I hope he fucking shaved beforehand because that's going to suck. That would kill me. I'd be a... Well, yeah, you're covered in hair. Yeah. I would be a dead man pulling all that shit off. When I was an electrician, I used to use electrical tape for every cut I got. So I relate to this guy's manliness so much. Because I am that manly. That would be one big hive. Yeah. I think I could take on eight animatronics. (laughs) Me and a roll of electrical tape. I'd fuck these guys up too. All right. I don't know if anyone else has made it this far into this. I don't think so. It seems like no one has killed an animatronic before. I think he's the first to kill an animatronic. He seems to be doing really good. His alarm goes off. Time for soda. Again. Or pop. And some pinball. Back to work. Yep. He needs to clean that bathroom again, though. Like, I don't know if he ever does. But he he apparently does, because the place is fucking getting... He's getting shit done. Now the kids have arrived. He doesn't actually seem to need them, though. It would be better if they weren't here, honestly. They still want to burn it down. Yeah, but, like, if they hadn't showed up, he'd have taken care of it on his own. They're here to burn the place down, like you said. They douse the place in gas, then decide they have to go in and get the guy out. She'd already doused it. I don't understand why they had to do it again. Well, it was hours ago, and I don't think she finished dousing it as much as she would have liked. But... 
I feel like they should have worried about the guy in there first before the dousing in case some accident happens, somebody lights a cigarette, anything could go wrong. Get the guy out if that's what you're going to do and then do the dousing. Yeah. But Liv is going to go in alone. She's climbing through the ducks and frankly, just, just burning that man in there is probably the way to go anyway. Just, just, just fucking burn him. Too. You want to burn Nick Cage? I don't want to burn Nick Cage, but if I'm one of them kids, I'm like, fuck that guy. He's going to die anyways. Yeah. And maybe he can get out. Maybe you burn it. Something falls down, like a wall falls down. He runs out through the fire. Just because he's in there doesn't mean he has to burn to death. Just because you lit the entire building on fire. All right. Especially this motherfucker. He might have fucking blew it out like a birthday candle with how badass he is. One of those fucks is chasing her through the ducks, but she escapes. The kids waiting outside are getting high. Liv is in some weird garden area of the building, and the creepy little girl is in there. Her name's Sarah Siren. It's the only one I remember. Sarah Siren and Willie. I guess I remember him because the fucking movie's named after him. The kids outside heard Liv scream, so they're going in. Nick heard her too, so he's investigating. Liv is alive because she stabs that bitch. Mm -hmm. She didn't kill it, though. No. She just stabbed it. Spoiler, Spoiler alert. No one kills her but herself. Oh, yeah. These kids are dumb. The plan is to split up, find her, and get the fuck out. Chris tackles... Never, ever, ever split no, up. No, no, never split up. Um, It's always a bad idea in horror movies to split up. Even if you don't know you're in a horror movie, if something seems spooky, like... Stay together. Like, if it's dark out, don't split up. You gotta go switch the laundry over in the basement? Don't split up. <laughs> or at least take your phone. But don't split up. Chris tackles Bobby through the roof and they all fall in. Into the ball pit. Thankfully into the ball pit. That would have been a hellacious fall. Otherwise, it might have killed them. Which, with what happened to some of them, a quick death from a fall might not have been the worst. All the animatronics are singing again. The nameless girl, who I found out is Kathy, I think I said, and Bobby are off to the super fun room. Which, fuck yeah, I'd go to the super fun room. When you go to the super fun room with that girl... You would. Meanwhile, Liv is explaining to Nick he was set up. The history of Willie's. It was founded by a serial killer and staffed by serial killers. They take family to the super happy fun room and kill them. Yeah, you don't go to that room. Yeah, not much fucking foreshadowing there either. It's like, hey, we're going to the super happy fun room. Next scene. Hey, the super happy fun room sucks. Real bad. <laughs> That's where you go to get died. That's where get you go dead. to die. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> the police finally figured it out. But the crew performed a satanic ritual and put their souls into the body of robots. This all makes sense. This is a fine plot. Sure. This is no different than Chucky. And Chucky is universally loved. That is exactly what he did. He put himself in the fucking Chucky. So you cannot criticize how the animatronics became possessed. Because I'm saying this is in the same universe as Chucky. Where that thing happens. Who are you trying to convince? Everyone. Anyone that says that's stupid. Because okay. it feels like something people are going to say is dumb. It's not dumb. This whole movie was dumb. <laughs> no. Okay, putting the souls in the animatronics wasn't dumb. The rest of the entire movie was dumb. Fake news. No. Movie was awesome. 
Willie's reopens, but the animatronics kill and talk shit to customers. Like one of them, one, Sarah Simon, <laughs> some, some little kid is like inching up to touch Sarah Siren's boobs. And Sarah Siren says, want to fuck fatty? <laughs> Which I would imagine really annoyed the parents. Instead of shutting it down, Tex made his own deal with the devil. Back to now. We're in the super happy fun room where the murders and suicides happened. The chick, super horny over it. Mm-hmm. She loves the idea of being in the super happy fun room where all that bad shit happened. They hadn't even gotten to that yet. Like, as soon as they walked in there, I was like, are they going to fuck in this room? Yeah. You knew Three they were going to Three scenes fuck. later. Yeah. Oh, they're fucking, they're fucking in this room. They're going to fuck in the murder room. It's a horrible idea. They split up. And they're going to fuck in the murder room. Yeah. Don't well, do that. If you... if you have a murder room, don't don't go to it. Don't have sex in it. Any teenagers that have sex in a horror movie are going to die. Yeah, but if you, especially if you have sex in the murder room. Lights out and a murder, but it wasn't them. A knight stabbed that dude big time. What does Nick Cage do? His watch just beat. Oh, yeah, he has well, to go have a pop Yeah, his, wa- his and play some off. pinball. Because even in the middle of a vicious, like, battle, murder. Yeah, no, he's... He has to take his he break. He has to take a himself. break. He has to pace himself. And it's working for him, honestly. You can't argue with the results. Yeah, he will stop mid-fight and go drink some purple soda and play pinball. Play some pinball. And they're fucking upstairs. And like I said, she keeps it classy, stays fully dressed. I think she took like her jacket off. She had like a like a Leatherman Letterman's jacket thing mm-hmm. on. Wasn't she, she wearing didn't. a skirt? Yeah, but that was still on. Yeah, it was still on. So they just probably pulled the underwear to the side. Classic, classic teenager move. Did you? Were you going to say that? I said classic exactly when you said it. Wow. That's too, we are so on the same fucking page. We're on fucking fire tonight. <laughs> so what's happening right now? The kids are either fucking or they're fleeing. And Nick, Nick is playing pinball. Mm-hmm. One of the kids calls the cops. She hangs up, tries hard to ignore the phone. He calls right back. She lets it go to fucking answering machine. To answering machine. And the kid mentions Liv. So they have to go to Willie's to save Liv. Because this is like her kid. Sort of. Watch beeps. Cage is back on duty. He immediately kills the knight. Mm -hmm. Not even a problem. He starts bashing his fucking head in. And those two are still fucking. They go at it for quite a while. There's some starts and stops. But the stamina is impressive. Especially while all this is going on, they're worried about the animatronic that is in the room with them. Not worried enough to stop. They want to put on a show for it. Yeah, which they decided to fuck for it. I get it. (laughs) Never mind, though. Bobby's being eaten. He gets eaten pretty much now. Like, we go back up to them. They're like, where'd it go? Eaten by the alligator. Nick kicks the door in, but it's too late. He is going to rip the alligator's face in half by the jaws. Yeah, he like grabs it and pulls it apart. Breaks it and pulls out its throat. These (laughs) things have like organs. It's so weird. He pulls out organs from all these things. Mm -hmm. Covered in black oily blood. Yeah, they're they're all obviously robotic, but they're all organs too. It's really weird. Now we're in the arcade with Chris. This animatronic is trying to guilt trip him. Everyone picks on this one. It just wants to be free. Sheriff is breaking the news to the state cop. He's going to have a hard time believing he'll have to kill these possessed animatronics, but he eventually does buy into it. Because why the fuck not? 
Apparently, Tex did try to bulldoze the building, but the contractor was killed. Then the, mas- the machines escaped and murdered a bunch of people in the town. So the town made a deal with the machines that they would feed them. Yeah. That's what this is. That's where most of the kills come in, too, from this scene. They show the contractor, then they show other people in town, et cetera, et cetera. Et Outsiders cetera. that come through. They bait yes. them the same way. Yeah, and I think two of them were already counted at the very beginning of the movie. Because mm-hmm. this flashback is the beginning of the movie. The little girl from the beginning that I said I don't think she died did not die. She is Liv. The sheriff took her in because she is such a humanitarian. This was her good deed for her entire life. And it wasn't even that good. Because they had innocent strangers to these animatronics, but but she took in one one girl, one child. So back to Willie's, that very trusting animatronic, it killed Chris. And just then, Nick and Liv arrived to fuck this bitch up. But his alarm goes off. Break time. He hands over his knife. He gives. Lucky go. He dead ass gives her the knife. She don't need a break. He just needs a break. Leaves her. To fight that fucker herself. At least he didn't leave her entirely defenseless. He's popping pinball for this man. She loses the knife quickly, but she does hold her own with her fist before retrieving the knife and stabbing her. Things look bad, but break time is over. He didn't actually kill this one, though. He, like, wraps her up by the neck and drags her around. Mm -hmm. The cops are here. They're actually here to apologize to Willie, not save this guy. Get the girl out, apologize to Willie, and hope everything's good. So they're going to cuff this motherfucker and leave him here. They're trying to feed Willie. Right. So he's been handcuffed and left to die. There's only two left, right? No, there's the Mexican one that shows up a little bit later. Sarah Siren. Um... The one that he didn't kill, that he drugged by the neck, and Willie, I think, are the okay. ones. So I think there's four left. Liv, to her credit, is right. He's not trapped in there with them. They're trapped in there with him. Because you do not want to fuck with this man. I don't know what this guy's fucking deal is, but he is not to be trifled with. He's Nick Cage. Yeah, he is Nick Cage. This is Nick Cage playing himself if he was a janitor. And it begins. They offered him a threesome. Which With handcuffs. Generous, yeah. A little BDSM, a little group sex. You're in. Yeah, yeah, honestly. I would have been tempted. We're going to get an epic battle to head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Just like you'd always expect. Liv is trying to ma- manipulate the cop into going back. She's calling him a murderer and shit, which, kind of true. She did leave this fucking guy there to die. It almost works. He's about to turn around. One of the animatronics is free and kills the fuck out of this cop. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Nick is killing them with his hands behind his back. He sat on her face and broke her neck with his thighs. Yes, he did. Yeah. I see a lot of videos like that on TikToks. It's usually watermelons. I'm interested. So, again... You know my TikTok now, um, same on Twitter, WBV Rich, easy to find. If you want to crush my head like a watermelon with your thoughts, <laughs> we can arrange something, see how it goes. Take I don't know. Take me to California first. Take me to California. We'll eat some popcorn at the Killer Clowns barbecue restaurant, and then 
crush me with your thighs. This is all reason, and you pay for it, all of it. <laughs> My medical bills, too, if I survive. You pay for all this. Keep that in mind. I am a catch, but... <laughs> if they kill you, though, I'm not sharing your life insurance. Okay, that's fine. Liv, for her part, is beating the, um, the Hispanic, I guess I'll call it, one to death with a shotgun to the balls. Yeah. She's, she's smashing his balls in with a shotgun. I think I think at this point we were down to one, because those two that he was fighting, um, the Hispanic gentleman, and Willie, and Willie. This fucking guy is still cleaning too. Mm-hmm. To his credit, he doesn't stop cleaning. He gets the job done. They really fucked with the wrong badass here. He knew that he was baited and yeah. that they were planting to feed him. Like he knows all the things, and he's still cleaning. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. like he's doing a great job. <laughs> he really You is. would hire this man at a high school. <laughs> it would be a very clean high school. Now we're face to face with Willie. But first, break time. We get pop, we get pinball, and we get weird ass Nick Cage dancing. The type of dance that you would imagine Nick Cage. The type of dance I pretty much described me doing with the pinball machine. We get weird ass Nick Cage, the exact type of dancing you would expect Nick Cage to do. Close your eyes, picture Nick Cage at a pinball machine, sensually dancing. You got it. You got it. You got the image. You don't have to watch this scene in the movie. You got it. You've seen enough Nicolas Cage to know what this scene looks like. Please don't dance with me like that. I might. Amazingly, we were just talking about this when we watched uh, Cat's Eye the other night. How much I miss 80s movies having songs like synth music written specifically for the movie that oh, says yeah. the title of the movie in it and shit. And this has one. It has a Willy's Wonderland fucking 80s synth song playing during this whole dance pinball montage. It's fucking, oh my God, it's so goddamn perfect and excellent. Sheriff's still outside, and she is stunned that this GDSOB is still alive. That's what she called him. She is seemingly going to kill this man, despite him killing basically all of the possessed animatronics. I don't get this lady's reasoning. Like, he's killed all but one of them. Just Why wouldn't you just it. let him kill the last one and be done with this forever? Like, If he's killed seven of them, you could just be free of all the animatronics. Why? She's like, no, we have to feed him. Why doesn't she shoot the animatronic and let Nick Cage finish it off. Like, why is she so dead set on this deal that they made? Well, makes- sometimes people are just too scared to change. I guess. She is sacrificing him to Willie, but Willie cuts her in half instead. She deserved this. Mm-hmm. Like, out of all the people She that- is fighting to feed him, and he's like, fuck you, bitch, yeah. and slices her in half. Yeah, I'll eat you later. He sliced her in half like fucking he worked at Subway, like he was a sandwich artist. <laughs> Now the final battle will take place to the birthday song. Willie is clawing the fuck out of Nicolas Cage here. It is not looking good for him. He ends up in the fucking ball pit all fucked up. But he is risen. He is packing up his soda, taping two sticks together. He plans to walk the fuck out of here. And Also, every scene in this movie, he kills somebody. And then when the killing's done, they cut to the next scene with him. His shirt's clean. 
he his whole body is clean. Yeah, then. he's clean every scene of this fucking movie. And outside every room him, that he leaves is clean. <laughs> outside of him actively killing something where he is just covered. Covered in, in the black gore. shit. He's clean every scene. Clean. He has a clean shirt. Clean body. It is it is awesome. So while he's cleaning this place that would take more than one he's night to clean. also cleaning his own self. He's cleaning him his own self. Getting new shirts every time. This is... Hygiene is important to this man. And I can respect that too. <laughs> he's wielding the sticks and soda like a goddamn Shaolin monk. He has... It's like he has like a fucking duffel bag full of sodas and two sticks. And he's just whirlwind beating the shit out of this guy. Mm-hmm. It's seemingly over too. He rips Willie's stupid fucking head off. And they bring his car back for Tex. Apparently Tex is keeping everybody's car. Like yeah, they're like, I what gave a, it a tune-up for you and everything. What a fucking dickhead. One of the garbage bags is moving, though. It's Sarah Siren. It's not as easy to kill people with your thighs as you think. She's still alive. They both enter to an immaculate Willie's Wonderland. It is beautiful and Freebirds playing. Which, yes, yes, it was. Which is perfect. Is there a better song for this moment? I guess not. Tex begrudgingly hands over the keys, and there's Liv. She's going with him. Now. Is is this a teenager? I think so. Because I'm... I infer that this is a 16, 17-year-old girl. Yeah. Sketchy. We're going to say she's in community college. Okay. She, she's 19 at this point. A little creepy. I mean, she don't have anywhere to go. No, she her, doesn't have a family. Her... But the way she looks at Nicolas Cage is not like, you're my dad now. It's, you're my daddy now. <laughs> so. It's the same way you look at Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I think, I, I'm assuming everyone looks at Nicolas Cage this way. But we're going to say community college, sophomore. All right. 19, early 20. Still creepy, but Leonardo DiCaprio has made a fucking career out of dumping girls when they turn 25, so not the creepiest. He peels off, and they're off. He turns up his free bird because he's listening to that in a car, too. Ruined his brain attacks. Oh, yeah, they're fucked. But this, this doesn't seem like a man that has a problem having money. That's an expensive car to begin with. He's gained their respect. He's one tough hombre, according to Tex. They are pumped it's over. They get in the car. They're going to reopen this fucking place. But Sarah Siren blows the car and possibly herself up. It really looked like she blew herself up because she went fucking flying. And I'm guessing with that sort of explosion and all of the gas everywhere, everything's torched now. Nick Cage cracks open a pop and gives it the live. He shared. He did. Not only After shared, he... beating someone with it, I mean, you'd think it would have exploded everywhere. Yeah, maybe it had enough time to settle. And then, as they're driving down the road, he annihilates that Mexican stereotype animatronic. Mm-hmm. That thing looks like it walked right off the fucking south of the border billboard. It does. It is such a fucking stereotype. But he plows into it, and it breaks into a million pieces. Yeah, so I'm assuming they're all dead, except the only one that might not be dead is Sarah Siren. Good, no sequel. So did you love it? No. Oh, it was so fucking good. I cannot believe you didn't love it. It was so dumb. I really... Like, I'm going to put it higher on the list only because it wasn't scary. It... It wasn't scary. No, it wasn't. It was extremely fun. 
This would be like one of the fake horror movies that I would do. Yeah, so it should be really high on your list. No. I appreciate Nick Nick Cage never uttering a fucking word. Love it. Love that decision. He was a producer on this, too. So if he wanted to make a different decision, he could have. Name of stupid movie. Willy's Wonderland. Willie's Wonderland has a 60% critic score and a 68% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. I'd go higher, but I do like goofy, weird shit like this. Like, this this really scratched the itch that Killer Clowns from Outer Space scratches for me, except it doesn't have the nostalgia that Killer Clowns does. I put this right, right in that wheelhouse with that movie, and that movie is great, too. Like, this was corny and cheesy, but it wasn't corny and cheesy in the way Sharknado is. Like, oh, yeah, that's brutal. Sharknado's just super self-aware and fucking, you can tell they're doing it on purpose. This is intentional cheese done right. It's a fun time. You can sort of take it seriously enough to not feel like they're treating you like a complete fucking dipshit the whole movie. Willy's Wonderland only made $457,144 in a limited theatrical release on a budget of $5 million. Its wide release was destroyed by COVID. Oh. And um, so it was widely released through video on demand, and those numbers wouldn't be included in the box office, but I'd be willing to bet it probably at least made its budget back. I wouldn't be shocked if it did. It's based on a short called Wally's Wonderland, which explains why I have such a hard time with the title. Because I... Oh, yeah, you kept wanting to call it Wally. Yes. I'm assuming it's because I heard about the short. Heard about the short, heard about the short. Oh, they're making a movie on this short. Yeah. So I cannot stop calling it Wally's Wonderland. I don't think I did it once in this podcast. No. But I struggled on the mini episode. So it's based on that short, but it's an obvious ripoff of Five Nights at Freddy's. An homage to Five Nights at Freddy's. Which is great. I love it. A sequel is being discussed. But for me, this is a perfect standalone film. I do not want a sequel. I do I not lo- want to watch a sequel. No. But it gives Nick's, Nick Nick Cage's vocal cords a chance to relax if they make a sequel. All that grunting. <clears throat> At least he doesn't have to talk. So where do you rank it? Like, pretty much dead center. I'm going to put it under Candyman, but above Misery. You like this movie more than Misery? That's wild. I might be with you. I might be right there with you. I fucking love this. I'm not saying that. I just didn't hate it as much. Okay. That makes sense. Is there anything else you'd like to add to this episode? No. No? You think we covered it all? Are you baiting me? No. And I'm a master baiter. Oh, my God. (laughs) Say goodbye, Carolyn. Goodbye, Carolyn.